my sound's not on. Okay, so let me backtrack. I just prayed. I don't know if you let me let me go back to that. Let me see if you heard that. Testing. Nope, you didn't hear that one either. Okay. So I prayed and uh, prayed that we would understand things. And I'm sorry I didn't have my sound on. It's been a busy week. Alright, so we are continuing in Proverbs 12 with our little fortune cookie sayings from Solomon. And uh, we're going to look at five of them today. And they, some of them will piggyback off one another. And many of them are just individual practical statements, each verse. So um, that's what we're going to look at. And we're going to see how they also connect to the two greatest commandments. We've talked about that some. We'll see how they connect to the two greatest commandments. So verse one, verse, or the first verse here, verse 16. Let's go ahead and read. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. So vexation is frustration, being annoyed or frustrated. People who become angry very quickly, they get vexed very quickly. That is evidence of spiritual immaturity. It, it, it is. And I've been there and done that. Another word is triggered. Someone who gets triggered, they, they go off. You know, like the trigger is pulled and it, they fire off like right away. Um, they're very easily um, offended and ups upset by something somebody says. And it's immaturity. And I had a talk with um, Isaac because he's going into middle school. And middle schoolers can be very mean. We know that. And um, one thing they do is they hurl insults at one another. And if you react with vexation to those insults, they typically hurl more insults because they want to push and just see how far they can go with you. And, and, and they get joy out of causing you to get vexed. <laughs> Vexation, okay? To be annoyed. The best thing you can do is be prudent and ignore the insults. Because what they say about you or to you does not determine your self-worth. And if it doesn't determine your self-worth, then, then it does nothing. What can it do to you? you? You determine whether or not something someone says to you is hurtful. You determine that. I truly believe that. I know some people would disagree with me. Oh, no, no, no. Words, you know, they're painful. And yes, the Bible says words are sharper than the two-edged sword. And yes, we're going to even read another verse here where it talks about words being like sword thrusts. Okay, but here's what you can do. You can hone your own ears and your own mind to not see things as an insult, but you can hone your mind to see them as more of a cry from other people because of their own insecurity, right? A lot of the reason these people are hurl will hurl insults, and middle schoolers do that and they're hard on each other is because it's really just an expression of their own insecurity. And uh, when you understand that, then they don't seem and become so much as insults. You begin to see and, and have pity on the one who is throwing them, who is speaking them, who is wielding the weapon of their mouth. And so someone who gets frustrated quickly, you can, you can, there's immaturity there. 
the one who is prudent ignores the insult and knows that those insults don't determine their worth as a person. The righteous person understands their worth is wrapped up in God and their relationship with God. God determines their worth. And God loves them no matter what. God, God sees them as extremely valuable. So it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. So you can say what you want to me and I'm, it's not going to insult me because I'm satisfied in God and I don't need your approval. And when we see it that way, then you can handle those insults much better. It's a way to put up a defense against them. Okay, verse 17 says, Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. And this is just a practical statement, right? Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. So the one speaking truth will be able to give honest evidence, right? What this is saying here is if you're telling the truth and someone's unsure of it, then you're not going to hide anything. You're, you're going you're gonna to say, come on in. Look at all the evidence. Examine, examine all of my stuff. Examine my house. Come in. See things. Look, I'm telling you the truth. There, you got nothing to hide. Okay, you got nothing to hide. Whereas the one who is a false witness, who is being deceptive, oh, well, you can't come in my house today. It's just really dirty. You don't want to come in here. You don't, you know, no, you don't need to come see this. You don't need to, you don't need to look in my car, whatever. You know, they're going to be more deceptive and hide things. And that's a red flag that there's dishonesty, right? Verse 18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now, a wise person is going to put up a good defense against insults and these sword thrusts. Okay? And their greatest defense is to love God more than anything and to have a relationship with God. Because they're satisfied in God. They don't need the approval of other people to be satisfied. Okay? Other people don't determine their self-worth. Other people don't determine their ability and their skill. God does. So if God's opinion is the only one that truly, genuinely matters, then people can say whatever they want. It's, it's not going to impact you at all. You, you're not going to care, okay? You're not going to care. Now, a wise person, though, knows, as we talked about in the past, to encourage, to build up other people is a wise thing to do because it builds you up as well. So the tongue of the wise brings healing. They're going to encourage. They're going to lift other people up. They're not going to hurl insults. They're going to build other people up. Listen, your neighbors, the people around you, if you're building them up and you're helping them and you're lifting them up, typically, typically people return the building to you, the, the lifting up, the helping to you. So when you help others, you're also helping yourself you're building that strong relationship notice again you know i haven't mentioned about the first two but this is all about a relationship with other people that's what that's what all of these well the first one is more so your relationship with god right if you're satisfied in god it doesn't matter what people say to you verse 17 is about your relationship with other people loving them not being deceptive verse 18 is about your relationship with other people giving healing words, not sword thrusts at other people. Verse 19, let's read this one. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Now, 
everybody knows that a lie digs a hole. And when you lie, you eventually have to give another lie to save the first lie. So you dig a little deeper in that hole. And then you have to lie again. You take another shovel of dirt and throw it out. What ends up happening is you dig a hole so deep that you can't even climb out of it. And you are trapped in your lies. Eventually, you're found out because you can't dig anymore and you can't escape the hole that you've put yourself in. That is what lying does. It's but for a moment. It's but for a moment compared to eternity for sure. Truthful, truthful lips, though, they endure forever. It's everlasting. The truth does not change. The truth is a solid foundation. There is no need to run and hide. There is no need for shame. The truth will set you free, whereas lying only puts you in a trap. Verse 20. A lot of this is about lying and deception. <clears throat> Verse 20. Deceit is the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. I love the way this is worded because it doesn't, it doesn't say that deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil. It doesn't say that they find joy, does it? It just says people who are evil, they're, they're, they're using deceit to get what they want. Remember, the evil person, according to Solomon, and according to Paul, when we look into Romans 1, the evil person is the person who worships the creation rather than the creator. In other words, they don't follow the greatest commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. They follow the, the twisted commandment of love material things with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what's going to bring you the most joy. That's the lie that they believe, okay? So they're willing to do whatever they have to do to get more stuff this world has to offer. All the material things of this world, the creation rather than the creator. And it's not going to bring joy. They think it will, but it will never bring true satisfaction. What will bring true joy is those who plan peace, those who do not bring pain and suffering to others, those who do not bring pain and suffering to the God of the universe, but love him and are satisfied in their relationship with him. They will have true peace and joy, which is what everybody wants. See, these evil people, those who devise evil, this is what they are actually looking for. They're looking for joy and happiness. That's why they're, they're doing this. The sad thing is, is, is that their, their goal, their focus, is not going to bring the peace and the joy. It's a waste of time. And even if they get to it, it might for a moment and then it fades away and they're left feeling empty again. Because the material things of this world can never satisfy like the Creator, the one who made them, can satisfy. And that's the road of sin. That's what sin leads to. That's what it what it's all about but when you know the Lord you are satisfied in him okay I'm gonna stop there thank you for joining me this morning Solomon's a very wise man he's got some really good really good stuff here fortune cookie statements We're cracking them open every day all right have a wonderful and blessed day thank you for joining remember to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you seek God first he is the greatest treasure that you can attain right here, right now. It will bring the most joy. It will bring the most satisfaction. He will bring 
the most peace. Have a wonderful, blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.